Our reading this morning is found in Genesis chapter 41, the verse 40 verses. Genesis 41, verse 1. When two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile when out of the river there came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came out out of the Nile and bestood those on the river bank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again and had a second dream. Seven ears of corn, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other ears of corn sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin ears of corn swallowed up the seven healthy full ears. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning, his mind was troubled, so he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dream, but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, today I'm reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants and imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had had a dream the same night and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position and the other man was impaled. (coughs) So Pharaoh sent for Joseph and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I've heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, in my dream, I was standing on the bank of the Nile when out of the river there came up seven cows, fat and sleek, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows came up, scrawny and very ugly and lean. I'd never seen such ugly cows in all the land of Egypt. The lean, ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows that came up first. But even after they ate them, no one could tell that they had done so. They looked just as ugly as before. Then I woke up. In my dream, I saw seven ears of corn, full and good, growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other ears sprouted, withered and thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin ears of corn swallowed up the seven good ears. I told this to the magicians, but none of them could explain it to me. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. 
God has revealed to Pharaoh what he's about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good ears of corn are seven years. It is the one and same dream. The lean, ugly cows that came up afterwards are seven years. So are the seven worthless ears of corn. Scorched by the east wind, they are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh, and God has shown Pharaoh what, it is about, what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance of Egypt will be forgotten and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered because of the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God and God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissions over land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should, collect all the, they should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the country for use during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace and all my people are to submit to your orders only with respect to the throne. And do keep your Bibles open if you've closed them. We'll be looking at Genesis 40 and 41. Now, for those of you who haven't been around or have forgotten, the story of Joseph so far, we had Joseph, he was given a beautiful coat, and he had these dreams that one day his brothers and his family were all going to bow down to him, and his brothers didn't quite like that, so they chucked him in a pit and then sold him into slavery. So he became a slave in Egypt and had to serve a guy called Potiphar, whose wife accused him of something he didn't do. So he went to prison. And then he had to wait in prison for years and years. And then in the passage we're looking at today, Joseph eventually gets released from prison. And he, but God helps him to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. Pharaoh had two dreams that both told him that there's going to be seven amazing years where there's going to be plentiful harvest and loads of food in the supermarkets. And then seven years where everything was going to be awful. There's going to be famine. And everyone was going to go very hungry unless someone did something about it. And because of that, Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of the whole of Egypt. So Joseph had to wait for ages before that happened, though. And he probably was tempted to think some bad things about God. Maybe he thought, what's God trying to do? What's going on? But he didn't think those things. He trusted in God. And we're going to see in this passage three things that would have helped Joseph... And I think three things that can help us if we're waiting for God to do something or if we're in a difficult time, whatever we're going through. And to do that, we're going to have a bit of a quiz. Okay, so let's not put up the next slide. Oh, yeah, let's put up the next slide. Here we have Joseph waiting around in prison, wondering what's going on. And now we're going to have a quiz. So to do that, we're going to have to divide the hall into two teams. 
I think, if we go Jenkins on that side and then... Yeah, okay, so if you can choose a side. If, you, if your family's split up, don't worry, you can, you can go on the same side if you want. But this side is going to be team two, and this side is going to be team one. Okay. And what we're going to do, I'm going to come and ask you questions, and then I have a bag, and in my bag I have some scrumpled up pieces of paper. If you get the question right, you can unscrumple a piece of paper, which will give you the score for that round. Okay. So, first question, please. So, we have a bunch of uh, dreams in this story. Pharaoh has some dreams, and in the bit we didn't read, a baker and some, a cup bearer as well have some dreams. But who does Joseph say is in control of these dreams? Who does Joseph say is in control of these dreams? If you've got your Bible open, you might want to look at chapter 41, verse 16, or verse 25. Is it A, Pharaoh, that's the king of Egypt? This is a question for team one, by the way. Is it B, Boris Johnson? Is he in control of the dreams? Is it C, God? Or is it D, Joseph himself? Who's in control of the dreams? Okay, yeah. Well, I better bring my bag with me. It is God, yes. Well done. Let's see, let's see. Let's just check. Next slide, please. Yay, there we go. Okay. Would you like to pick a scrumpled up piece of paper? Just one. There we go. And if you unravel your piece of paper... We'll see how many points you got. Oh, should I hold that up? Three points for team one. Well done. I'll put them there. Okay, three points for team one. Yeah, God was in control of these dreams. God was able to give these people, and Pharaoh in the passage we read, dreams that revealed what he was going to do. Now, just because God did do this in this passage, and does do it other times in the Bible, doesn't mean that we should think, whenever I have a dream... God's talking to me. Our dreams are just dreams. God's still in control of everything, but he's probably not giving us a message through our dreams. Because now the Bible's finished. God has said everything he needs to say to us. And if we want to know, sorry, if we want to know what God's saying to us, we could just read the Bible. So we don't need to think about our dreams. But here, God is giving specific messages through dreams. Okay, next question for team two this time. Who does Joseph say is in control of the seven good years and the seven years of famine? So the dreams revealed that seven plentiful years, good harvests were going to come, and then after that, seven years of famine. Is it A, Pharaoh? Is it B, God? Is it C, farmers? Or is it D, the climate? So again, 41 verse 28 or 32 might give the answer. Team two, do I have any? Yeah, here we go. Let me get the bag. Okay, is it A, Pharaoh, B, God, C, farmers, or D, the climate? B, God. Let's see. Next slide. Yay, there we go. Well done. Okay. Would you like to pick a piece of crumpled up paper? Let's see what it is. Other team have three points so far. Oh, it's two points. Unlucky, but we still got two points. That's still good. Well done. Very well done. Yes. God was in control of these seven good years and the seven years of famine. I'm sure he used the climate to bring that about. And maybe the farmers had something to do with it under God's control. But this was God's plan. It wasn't just God warning Pharaoh that this was going to happen. If we look at these verses, 41, 28, what does it say? It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. This is what God is going to do. Then in verse 32... 
God has firmly de- the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. So God is in control of both the good times and the bad times, as well as the dreams. So God is always in control. Now I've got something behind here that's going to help us think about that. What's this? What have I got here? You probably all got one of these, maybe. Some of you don't. But in my household, when I was growing up, there was always a lot of arguments caused by this. And depending on who had control of this, who had this, that was, that's what you wanted to be. Because if you have this, you're in control of what you watch on TV. So I always wanted to have it, and sometimes I'd hide it as well, so that I was always in control. But I'm not always in control. God is always in control of everything, both the small things and the, and the, and the big things, and the good things and the bad things. So that means that whatever we're going through and whatever, we, whatever difficulties we're having, we can trust that God is in control of it. It's not outside of his control. But you may ask, well, if God's in control of everything, why doesn't he just stop it? Why doesn't he just stop the bad things? Why did he, why did he send a famine? Why did he have Joseph waiting around in prison for ages? Well, that's a very big question. And part of the answer is we're in this in-between time where God is reminding us that not everything is okay. We reject God and we don't follow him. And so because of that, bad things happen. Not to say that individual bad things are the result of our actions, but we live in a broken world where we need to turn to God. For specific things, we're not going to necessarily know the answer, but we can trust that if we're trusting in God, all things are working together for us. We might not see what that means until we get to heaven to live with God forever, but we can trust that God is on our side because we're on his side. So God is in control of everything. Okay, back to the quiz. Next question. What did God promise Joseph through his dreams at the beginning of the story? Now, this isn't in the passage that we were looking at today. You've got to remember back to a few weeks ago, or if you know the story, maybe some adults will have to help the kids with this one. But what did God promise Joseph through his dreams at the beginning of the story? Was it A, his life would be easy? Was it B, he would wear his pajamas to school by accident? I've had that dream a few times. C, was it that his brothers would one day bow down to him? Or D, that he would get to eat donuts for breakfast? Harvey, I'm coming over to you. Forgot the bag again. Okay, here we go. Is it A, B, C, or D? Into the mic, please. C. C, let's see, is it C? Hey, well done. Make sure you pick a good one. Okay. What is it? Oh, only one point. Okay. There it is, everyone. Okay, so, so far, team one has four points, and team two has two points. Okay. Yeah, God had made a promise to Joseph that one day his brothers would bow down to him. Now, it might have been difficult to, for Joseph to see how that was going to happen because his brothers had sold him into slavery and then he went to prison and nothing was going right for him. But if we have the next question, what did Pharaoh give Joseph at the end of this passage? We're going to see that although we haven't got to the end of the story yet, God is working towards making this promise come true. What did Pharaoh give Joseph at the end of this passage? Verses 41 Uh, 40 to 41 of chapter um, 41. Did he, A, put him in charge of all of Egypt? B, did he put him in charge of his pet cat? Egyptians like cats. C, did he make him the new baker? The old one um, was no longer in his job. Um, Or D, did he put him back in prison? 
A, B, C, or D. Do I have any? I forgot the bag again. Thank you. Oh, we've got to have someone else. Anyone else? Okay. Ooh. Okay. Put, put them in charge of all, e all Egypt. Okay, let's see. A, put him in charge of all Egypt. Is that the correct answer? It is. Well done, well done. Right, can you... What will it be? Three points. Well done. Okay. So at the end of round two, team one has four points and team two has five points. Neck and neck. Okay. Yeah. So from being in prison and being a slave to being in charge of all of Egypt, God is working towards this time when, as we'll see maybe next week, his brothers would bow down to him. See, God always keeps his promises. Now I'm going to go back here. This one might not work. It's not going to work. But here we go. I can't take it off. But does anyone know what this is on my finger here? It's a wedding ring, yeah. And this wedding ring reminds me that I made a bunch of promises to Saucer over here. And she's got one like it that reminds her and reminds us both that we've made promises to each other that we intend to keep. Now, I think we will keep those promises, but humans do sometimes break promises, don't they? But God never breaks his promises. God always keeps... Oh, that's not really worked, has it? Some letters are missing there. But he's supposed to say God always keeps his promises. I don't know what's happened there, but never mind. God always keeps his promises. So Joseph could know, even when he was in prison, even when he was in prison, that God was going to keep his promise to him that one day his brothers would bow down to him. Now, God has not promised us that we're going to be in charge of the country. And God's not promised us that everything's going to be easy and that we're not going to suffer. God's not promised us that our life is going to be easy. But he has made a lot of other promises, and two in particular I think are important to keep in mind whenever we're struggling or waiting for God to do something. One is that God's promised that he's always going to be with us. No matter what we're going through, God is always with us by his Spirit if we're trusting in him. So we don't have to worry. God's in control and he's with us. And number two, one day he will take us to be with him properly forever. That either Jesus will come back or we'll die and we'll go to be with him forever. So whatever life is like now, however difficult it is, we can wait looking forward to that day when we will be with God forever, knowing that he's with us now as well. So God always sois rois say, or God always keeps his promises. Okay, next question. This is the, the final round of the quiz. Team one, how long did Joseph have to wait in prison? You have to see this at the, the first verse of 41. Was it two days? Was it B, two weeks? Was it C, two months? Or D, two years? Oh, yeah, okay, I'm coming over. A, B, C, or D? D. D, two years. Let's have a look. Yay, congratulations. Okay. There you go. What number will it be? What is it? Ooh. Five points. Well done. Well done. That's excellent. Okay. 
Yeah, Joseph had to wait in prison two years and maybe even longer because that two years is just after the the cupbearer got released. So he could have been there even longer. So you think he had told the cupbearer, let let people know about me so that I can be free. I'm innocent. The cupbearer said, yeah, sure, I'll go off and tell, tell Pharaoh to release you. And he went and he forgot about him for two whole years. Now, I don't know how old you are, but two years feels like a long time to me. And some of you, maybe you weren't even alive two years ago or you're a lot younger than you are now. So he had to wait two years in prison for something he didn't even do. Okay, next question. What scores have we got? Let's just recap. So team one, we have seven points. No, that's not right, nine points, okay. Team two, we have a three and a two. We've got five points, okay. So was that, yeah, that is nine versus five. So we need a four for a draw or a five, or maybe more. I don't know what the numbers are in there for a win. Okay, so the next question. How old was Joseph when Pharaoh put him in charge? So at the end of the passage, Joseph is now in charge of the whole country. And we didn't read this bit, but in verse 46, we get told how old Joseph was when this happened. Okay, was he A, three years old, child prodigy? B, was he 13 years old? C, was he 20 years old? Or D, was he 30 years old? Do we have anyone on this team? Okay, yeah, we do. Was it A, B, C, or D? D. D, 30 years, let's see. Yay! Well done, okay, okay. Here we go, I think we need a drum roll here. What are we looking for? We're looking for a four or a five. Oh, it's a four. It's a four, which I believe makes it a draw. God is in control of all things. And he has kept us united today. Well done, teams one and two. It's a draw. Yeah, so Joseph was 30 years old when God, well, Pharaoh, under God's authority, put him in charge of all of Egypt. And this, I won't have this as a quiz, quiz question, but he was 17 years old when he first had these dreams. So God promised to Joseph through these dreams that you are going to have your brothers bow down to you. He was 17 years old when that happened. He had to wait 13 years for his circumstances to change before things started to go well for him. 13 years. He was 30 years old. And it's still going to be quite a few years because we've got the seven years of good times and seven years of famine before his brothers are going to bow down to him. So he had been waiting ages and it still wasn't happening. And maybe for you, you feel like you've been waiting ages for something or you feel like you've been suffering for ages. Now we might think, well, why isn't God just changing it now? Why isn't God doing what he normally, well, what we expect him to do and just lift us right out of our difficult times. Or maybe you're thinking, why hasn't Jesus come back already? It's been 2,000 years. Why isn't he here? That's what we're really waiting for. Well, the thing is, if we have the next slide, God does everything at just the right time. Has this... Oh, that worked, okay. God does everything at the right time. So I have a clock here, and this clock helps me to tell the time. Or if I'm waiting for something, I'll watch the clock to wait for the right time. And as we saw earlier, there's lots of things that we have to wait for that we can't just have right now. So one, one example I was thinking of is my mum every year makes a really nice Christmas ham, like a gammon. And she starts setting it up right in the morning and it smells amazing. And I want to have it right there and then. 
But if I had it then, it would make me ill. And then all day I can smell it. It smells beautiful. But I have to wait for my mum to tell me it's the right time and it's cooked and I can eat it. And I'm so glad when I have waited that I did wait because otherwise I'll get ill or it will be really chewy. But instead, it's so juicy and tender. And I'm very glad I've waited, even though I wanted to have it a lot earlier. And this is the thing with God. God does everything at the right time. We might want God to take us out of whatever circumstances we're in. And we might not understand why he's not. And we might not understand why he never will until we go to be with him forever. And we don't, might not understand why God's not come, Jesus hasn't come back now. But we can know that he does everything at exactly the right time. Had Joseph been lifted out of prison earlier, well, then he wouldn't have been in the right place in the right time to help Pharaoh save everyone from the famine. Instead, God put him just where he needed to be, probably learning Egyptian over all these years and everything he needed to know so that when the time came, he could save everyone from this famine, just as Jesus came, just at the right time, so that he could save us from our sin. So here we go. We've got three things that Joseph, the story of Joseph teaches us in this passage that can help us when we're struggling. We can have the next slide. God is always in control. Whatever's going on, we can trust that God is in control of the small things and the big things and the good things and the difficult things. God, is always, God always keeps his promises, like the wedding ring. Whatever God has said he's going to do, we can trust that he's going to do it, however difficult life might seem right now. And God does everything just at the right time. Even though we might think he's taking ages to do something or we would do it differently, we can trust God's timing. So whatever we're going through, we can trust him, just like Joseph did. Why don't I pray, and then we'll sing again. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are in control of all things. Thank you that you took Joseph out of his difficult circumstances and fulfilled your promises to him. Thank you that whatever we're going through, even if we might not be lifted out of those circumstances in this life, one day you have promised to take us uh, to be with you forever, so we can hold on to that promise. Thank you that you do everything at the right time so that whatever we're going through, we can trust that you are much wiser than us, that you do everything and you have a reason for everything you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.